Well, we are a blessed people. In Christ, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. It's Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed as with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. In Christ, we have righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's blessed us by calling us to be his sons and daughters. He's blessed us by making us joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He's blessed us by giving us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us, to comfort us, to teach us, to help us. He's always with us. We're blessed. And you know what? I really believe that God wants to bless us some more. (laughs) He's a God of blessing. It is in his nature to bless. We need to know that, that our heavenly father is a good God. He's a giver and he's a blesser and he wants to bless his people. There are more blessings that we have not received yet that we need to experience in our life. Now, a few weeks ago, I talked to you about the blessing of trust. Psalm 84, 12 says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Blessed. That means his favor is on you. That means that he's taken good care of you. There's such blessing on our lives when we trust the Lord. You know, to trust him is to rely upon him. We don't worry, we don't fret, but we rest because we're trusting him. We're blessed with rest when we trust the Lord. I don't mean rest like taking a nap. That's good too, but it doesn't really compare. I'm not talking about going on vacation, not that kind of rest. I'm talking about the kind of rest that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 and 29 when he says, come unto me. He says, learn from me and you will find rest for your souls. Oh, we need that. Rest for your souls. Such a desperate need for that in our world right now. That comes, I'm telling you. It is a blessing for those who trust him. I shared a word with you about the blessing of believing. So many blessings comes, come to us through faith. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. See, when we believe God here, it just opens the door for all kinds of blessings of answered prayers and miracles when we believe. Oh, what a blessing when you believe. Tonight, I want to share with you another key to blessing. It is the blessing of perseverance. Oh, oh, thank you. I thought it was just going to be dead silence. Because you know what? We don't really like the sound of that. That doesn't sound fun. But I want to tell you, there are great blessings that come in our life when we persevere. One of the greatest hindrances to blessings in our life is when we quit, when we give up, when we throw in the towel. We short-circuit our faith when we give up. No, perseverance will bring so many blessings into our life. Some of the blessings, you know what? They come quick and easy. And some don't. And as we continue to serve the Lord, we realize that, that there are many things that take time. 
And you just have to persevere. You just have to keep going. We have to fight the fight of faith. I don't know why people get disillusioned when they face adversity or when they have to fight. When the Bible tells us over and over again that we got to fight. We got to fight the good fight of faith and we have an adversary, the devil, who's always working against us. We need to know that. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. And I just want you to understand, you see, if we will persevere, we will receive what God has promised. And tonight, uh, I'm going to use the NIV quite a bit tonight because the New King James uses the word endure sometimes and sometimes it uses the word patience. And I just, I feel like that word perseverance is really the best translation in these verses. And so I'm going to use that tonight. It just reads easily also. But Hebrews 10, 35 and 36, it says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Now, there's a whole lot here in these two verses, but I mainly want to focus on this, that we have to persevere in doing the will of God. We can't, we can't just kind of sort of, we can't just do it for a little while. See, a, a lot of believers do this thing where they say, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to try this. And maybe they don't say it out of their mouth, but it's the attitude of their heart. I'm going to try this. I'm sorry, you know, preachers, they're just trying to get your money. I'm being sarcastic, but I just, I got to go here. It's just like. So the Lord says about the tithe, he says, try me now in this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain and rebuke the devourer for your sake. And you see, a lot of people hear that, try me now in this, or in another translation it says, test me, but they think, okay, well, and I've even heard preachers encourage people this way. It's so wrong. Yeah, we'll give it a try. No, that's not what it's talking about. We'll, we'll give it a whirl. We'll give it a whirl, see what happens. That's not what God is saying. He's saying, do this and see if I won't. He, he's saying, prove me now in this. He's not saying, hey, why don't you try it? I want to tell you right now, you can try tithing for three weeks and you can end up and just go, you know what? That didn't work. Brother Jimmy, you agree with me, brother? I dare anybody, try it for five years and you will never go back to being a not tith no tither. I'm telling you, you try it for five years and you will say, man, I will never not tithe again. Wow, I hear several of you. You know what I'm talking about. There are blessings that come on your life, but this attitude, I, I'll give it a whirl. You got to persevere. You got to keep going. Well, I tried it and I lost my job. I tried it and things just got worse. You got to persevere. When you persevere in doing the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. That's what we just read. Put that scripture back up there. Keep them up there. I'm just telling you. I'm, the word of God is amazing. 
You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. So don't give up on what you're believing God for. Don't give up on seeing your loved one come to the Lord or your neighbor come to the Lord. Don't give up on your convictions and your stand for God. Don't give up on whatever it is that you work do as a service to work for the Lord. You know, sometimes you don't, you don't see results. Sometimes it seems like it's not making a difference. You know, this is one of the reasons that I actually enjoy doing the yard and doing things with my hands because I can see immediate results, you know. You, you mow the yard and you do it all just right and then you walk out in the middle of the street and you look, look at that. But in ministry, it's not like that. You have to persevere. You just have to keep going even when it looks like it's not making a difference because a lot of the things of ministry, we don't see the fullness of even in this life. Now, I don't want anybody to think that I am being prideful or thinking too much of myself. So let me just say that it is the grace of God on me and in me and with me. But in my 40 years in ministry, I have seen so many come and go where they wanted to be in full-time ministry and never made it, or they got in full-time ministry and they lasted a year, or maybe even 10 years, and then they quit. Let me tell you what the key to 40 years of full-time ministry is for me. I didn't quit. And that, I'm going to say this again. I acknowledge that it is the grace of God on me. But I'm telling you, here's the key. You don't quit. So see, where I'm at right now, I consider myself to be so very, very blessed. And can anybody else acknowledge that I'm so very blessed? Yeah, I'm telling you, there are a whole lot of people would like to be where I'm standing right now. A pastor such a wonderful church as this. There were so many times over those 40 years that it was so hard. When people, there were people who hated me, people who wanted to get me. I got fired one time. I mean, I'm just telling you, so many difficult times, so many challenging times when I even on some level wanted to quit. And all along the way, I had lots and lots of opportunities. And somehow, by the grace of God, I didn't. And I kept going on this road, persevering, and I ended up in a place of great blessing. And this isn't just, I'm not just sharing this testimony for somebody in full-time ministry. I'm sharing this testimony for 
every one of you that's involved in ministry. It's so important that you keep going, that you keep on serving the Lord. You keep on doing what you do because, listen, it makes a difference in other people's lives. If you quit, what happens? Listen, I know... I know that God can raise somebody else up and you just miss out on the reward. But I also know that on some level, there are people that you are God's answer to their prayer. And we need to realize we can't quit. We can't stop. We can't get tired. We can't just say, I don't want to do that anymore. No, you got to persevere because when you do the will of God, you're going to Receive what he has promised. And I'm just telling you, in so many different areas of our life, if we'll just keep obeying God and doing what God wants us to do, you got to persevere. The word of God says you will receive what he has promised. Who promised it? God who cannot lie. So many promises through the word of God. This book is full of promises available to us. But hear me now. Just like the heroes of faith in the word of God, so often those promises are not fulfilled in a moment. So often it is like Abraham who was promised a son and he waited 25 years. But Abraham didn't waver at the promise of God. He believed that the one who gave him that promise would make good on it. Just like David, who was told that he would be king and was anointed to be king, but then he went through 15 years of persecution and trouble before it happens. Just like Joseph, who was who was given a dream that he would be raised up in a great position of authority. And it was 12 years of being a slave and a prisoner before it happened. Why should we be surprised when we have to persevere? And sometimes it seems like we're going backwards. Sometimes it seems like things are getting worse. I mean, when God gives you a dream that you're going to be in great authority and instead you're a slave and then a prisoner, that's going the wrong direction. And I'm just telling you, Look at the end result that David was the greatest king of Israel. How did he get there? He persevered. Abraham is the father of faith, the father of many nations. How did it happen? He persevered. He just kept on believing until the promise was fulfilled. And the same is true for us. We have to persevere in our faith and not back down. You just If you give up, Man, what is that? You give up. You're just saying, well, it's never going to happen. I quit. Persevere. The one who made the promise will make good on it. God who cannot lie. You know, sometimes there's a quick fulfillment. <laughs> sometimes there's not. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. Now, to us, it seems really slow sometimes because God's not working off of our schedule. 
His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than... Listen, he knows things we don't know. I'm just going to tell you, I, I, don't, I don't know everything, and so I don't want to act like I've got all this all figured out. But in my opinion, Joseph was not ready. He had to go through those things so that he would be a good leader once he was placed in authority. Same with David. David was a great man. I mean, even as a teenage boy, you know, he had great faith. He killed Goliath. And yet there were things that he had to go through. And I'm I'm just telling you, God knows what he's doing. And a lot of times we think that God is just taking his sweet time. Why didn't God do something? Do it now. I guess he's not. No, you got to persevere and trust the Lord. But a promise is a promise with the Lord. And if we'll persevere, he said that we would receive what was promised. Jesus is always our example in everything. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says... Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. See, God has a plan and purpose for every one of our lives and here's the key to fulfilling that plan and that purpose. You have to run with perseverance. You can't quit. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, our example, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus, he endured it all. He went through so much, and he endured it all. It says, for the joy set before him. And Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, at whose name every knee will bow, and everyone will confess that Jesus is Lord. Those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. That's what the Bible says. Everyone will confess him as Lord. I just want you to understand that Jesus went through it all for the joy set before him. He endured it all. He kept going for the joy set before him. He knew that that great victory was coming. He is our example. We keep our eyes on Jesus and follow his example because if we'll just keep our eyes on Jesus and keep on Pressing on for the joy set before us. See, if, if, you're, if you're trying to raise godly children, you need to have this joy set before you. My kids are going to serve the Lord. They're going to love God. They're going to live for God. And you need to have that set before you. Now, let me tell you how that goes. There's going to be battles. There's going to be struggles. Some are going to have to persevere a long time. Persevere. For the joy set before you. You trust God for the answer, for the promise to be fulfilled, for the victory to come. Keep going. Don't throw it away. So when we persevere, we will reap a harvest. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You got to persevere. 
You know, we sow and we, we do right and we plant. But then so often people give up. And the, that harvest, that seed is just uprooted. You got to persevere. If you don't give up, he says, you will reap a harvest. Don't give up. I'm telling you, there's such great blessings if we just won't give up. It's not over until the harvest comes in. You know, sometimes in this world, you're repaid with evil for good. Because there are wicked people in this world. And there are people that will do you wrong when you have done right. But you keep sowing good seed. You just keep doing the right thing, sowing good seed. Because here's what the Bible says. You will reap a harvest if you don't give up. There is a blessing of a harvest coming in for those that will persevere. I don't know what harvest you might be believing for. But I can tell you this. You won't get it if you give up. And you will if you refuse to give up. In the parable of the hearts, or the parable of the sower, as some call it, the Lord tells about the seed that fell on the path, and seed that fell on the rocky soil, and seed that fell among the thorns, and none of those produced a harvest. Listen to what he says about the good soil, or the good heart, in Luke eight fifteen. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. They hear the word and they retain it. They hang on to it. They don't forget it when they walk out the door. They retain it. They cherish it. Another translation says. But they produce a harvest, a crop, by persevering. You got to keep going. This is the good and noble heart. It has to do with character, you see. The good and noble heart, that's about character. And perseverance is a matter of character. We got to be willing to persevere if we want to see a harvest. And especially, I think, in ministry and in, you know, God's work, sowing the seed of the word of God, you have to persevere if you want to see a harvest. But really, in so many different areas of our life where we're believing God, you just have to persevere if you want to see that crop come in. Don't give up. It will produce. Now, if we want to see fruit from our believing and obedience, I'm telling you, you just can't give up. In 1 Timothy 4.16, he says, watch your life and doctrine closely, persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Watch your life closely, your life and your doctrine. But I want you to see this. He says, watch your life closely. Others are. This world is watching us. This is the most important thing to the world about our faith is whether or not it's genuine. That's it. 
they have to see that we're real, that we're genuine. And that's, that's the biggest issue for them receiving what we have to share with them, is that they have to know that we're genuine, that this is real. And you know how a lot of the time how they determine that? They watch you. They're not watching you for a minute. No, anybody can act spiritual. Anybody can act, you know, all religious for a little while. They watch you. They watch you to see what you do when you're falsely accused. They watch you to see what you do when everything blows up in your face. They're watching, they're looking for you to mess up. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Because if you do, then you save yourself and your hearers. See, we want to have influence in other people's lives, but I'm telling you, it speaks volumes how we live. It's not just what we say, it's how we live. I can say this to Wednesday night crowd. Well, you know me. I'm crazy enough. I'll probably say it on Sunday too, but it's a terrible thing when a parent decides that it's not necessary to go to church anymore and be involved in the body of Christ. Because I'm telling you, it has a devastating effect on their children. Long-term effect. You got to persevere. Sometimes living this life of faith is easy. It is. I'm mean, every once in a while, right? Every once in a while, it's easy. Lots of good days. And sometimes it will try you. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy. Now, I've had a lot of hard time with this verse here over the years. I'm getting better about it. I'm learning. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that, Lord. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Wow. And here's a blessing from perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You need to know this that down the road to greater blessings along the way, there's going to be all kinds of trials. It's going to try your faith. But one of the greatest blessings that you will ever receive is that you're going to become mature and complete. You're going to grow up. Let me tell you why a lot of Christians never grow up. Because whenever hardships and trials come their way, they run, they turn away, they give up, they throw in the towel, they won't stick with it. This is how you grow up as a child of God. When hard times come, you count it pure joy and you persevere. You just keep going. Keep going, just keep going. 
trusting God. It's a trying of your faith. It's not to destroy your faith. It'll try your faith. But you're going to come out on the other side mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, I used to say I didn't want to grow up. Anybody else? I mean, just, you know, I don't want to grow up. I want to just enjoy life. And, well, you know, eventually it kind of sort of happened to me. I've grown up some. Although, those of you that know me best, I know, I know this is weird to the congregation, but to my family and my closest friends, they know I'm still in the process of growing up. Okay, I know I'm scaring y'all. It's true, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I have a four-year-old grandson. Hey, I can be just as immature as him, believe me. Anyway, all right, I'm done. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. No, we're talking about spiritually that we grow up. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of baby Christians in the body of Christ today who have never grown up. They might, they might have known the Lord for 40 years, but they've never grown up. You've got to persevere through the trials to grow up. You persevere. You see, when, when you're diagnosed with cancer, sweetheart, and you don't get, you know, just an instant, immediate miracle. Miracles along the way. But then, when it ends up taking 10 years in a process, I'm just telling you, that's a trying of your faith. And it just, you know... It just keeps coming back. We keep this another trying of your faith. But you know what? I want to tell you that she and I both grew up in our faith. Oh, we didn't get, get old and learn that life is just hard. We learned that God is faithful and that we just have to persevere and refuse to give up and just keep going no matter how it looks, no matter what's happening, and something happened to us, we matured. We got to a new place spiritually. And I want to tell you, when you grow up spiritually, what's so great about that? Well, the devil can no longer whoop up on you. You're ready to stand against him and do warfare against him. And you know who you are. And you know he's a defeated foe. It's great to grow up. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 15, we grow up into him. Talking about Jesus in Romans 8, 29 says we are to be conformed into the image of God's son. That he would be the firstborn among many brethren. We're supposed to grow up and become more like Jesus. And that's a wonderful thing to be like him, to follow him, to imitate him, to be a partaker of his divine nature. Oh, it's a good thing to grow up. I just got to tell you, I got to get this in here, that he is much more concerned about our character than our circumstance. Now, we don't like that. I mean, there's something about it in our flesh. We would much rather it be the reverse. God just, you know, let's, let's take care of my circumstance, and then we'll talk about character. But a lot of character, as we've already seen, and perseverance 
It comes through the testing and the trial. That's where character so often is developed. And God cares more about your character than your circumstance. Don't misunderstand me. God loves you and he cares about your circumstance. He really does. So much scripture to back that up. But he cares more about your character. And we need to remember that oftentimes when our circumstances aren't just exactly what we wish, God is doing something amazing in our character through that. That doesn't mean that he brought the adversity, but God uses it to mature us, to get us to the place where we need to be spiritually, who we need to be in him. We're going to go on in the book of James here. In verse 12 of that same chapter, he says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, who perseveres under trial. This, who, what, he's blessed. Blessed. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Now, when you're going through a rough time, you need to realize that that is the very time that you have to stand the test. That's it. It's easy. It's easy to persevere when everything's going right. When you're going through the worst, that's the time that you have to stand through that test and persevere. And he promises us, he says, when he stood the test, he will receive. Something's coming. It's a blessing. He says he will receive the crown of life. You know, I used to just consider this in terms of eternity, that we're going to receive crowns in eternity. And I love that in Revelation where they cast their crowns at Jesus' feet and worship. But I don't think that this is just talking about in eternity. The crown of life. I believe he's talking about an abundant life. I believe he's talking about a blessed life. Blessed is the man. That's how he starts, this verse starts. Blessed is the man who perseveres through the trials. He's going to receive a crown of life. And I just, I tell you, the older I get, the more I see the blessings of God when we persevere and just keep going and don't give up. All kinds of difficulty, all kinds of adversity and circumstances contrary to what we're believing. But those are the times we got to persevere. Be easier to quit, but there's reward, there's blessing when we persevere. Always opposition, always obstacles keep going. At the end of the road, you're going to be blessed going further in the book of James. James chapter 5, just one verse here, verse 11. He says, as you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Now, those of you that know the story well, you know that Job lost everything. He lost his children, he lost his wealth, he lost his home, he lost his health. Everything except his wife. 
And later, God blessed him back with twofold. But first, I just want to talk about this for just a minute tonight. Job, the book of Job is such a deep story, and I don't have time to go into a whole lot of it, but I need to talk about it a little bit. Satan said to God that Job serves you because of your hedge of protection around him. In other words, he was saying that Job just serves you for the blessings. He said, if you remove that, he will curse you to your face. And God gave Satan permission to attack Job and wipe everything out. And then later, he gave him permission to make Job sick. And Job's wife even says to him, why don't you curse God and die? The very thing that Satan said that Job would do, that he would curse him to his face. But Job would not do it. He persevered in his faith in God. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It didn't matter what happened. He was not going to stop trusting God and believing God and looking to God. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. Somehow through all of it, he kept believing and trusting God. There were times, listen, that he complained. There were times when he really struggled, but he just kept going. The perseverance of Job. And I want to tell you something. It glorified God. It was such a slap in the face of Satan that nothing he could throw at Job would get him to back off of his faith and trust in God. This man stood and glorified God no matter what happened in his life. And because he persevered, God blessed him with twice over. I want to read it to you from Job 42, 12 through 17. It says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima. Jemima? Yeah. And the second, Keziah. And the third, Kirin Hepuch. Something like that. Nobody knows. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers after this. And that's my favorite message to preach, after this. Listen, Job's trial lasted just a few months. After this. Oh, I love it. After this. What's your after this? I'm not going to preach it tonight. Okay. Job, after this, Job lived 140 years after that trouble. After all that, he persevered through it. After that, he lived 140 years. Wow. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And he died old and full of years. Wow. What a blessed man. And, you know, 
we all go through hardship and difficulty and loss in this life. Persevere. Remember Job. I mean, that's what, that's what James 5.11 says. You consider, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You've heard of Job's perseverance and we've seen the Lord, what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy and the same is true for you. Listen, when you're going through a hardship, a struggle, a trial, a loss, remember Job. He persevered and God blessed him with far more than he had before. Amazing story. There's one other blessing that came about as a result of his perseverance. And to me, it supersedes all of the others. In Job 38 through 41, God appeared to Job in a storm or a whirlwind, depending on the translation. And he spoke to him. For four chapters, he spoke to Job. And in some ways, he was giving him a good straightening out, if you know what I'm saying. But I want you to understand this. Job had a revelation of God he had never had before. God was speaking to him personally. He saw things he had never seen, things he had never imagined. And where he was struggling in his faith and and through this time, all of a sudden, it all turns around when God appears to him. And he says this in Job 42.5, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Think about this. Now, we know he didn't see God in all of his glory. The scripture says very clearly that no man has seen God at any time and lived. That's not possible. But he saw God in some measure. He had a great revelation of God and who God was. Listen to me. Through his perseverance, this is a great blessing that came, is he knew God in a way he had never known God before. God revealed himself to Job in a way that few ever know God. And I'm telling you, through the darkest times, you need to realize if you'll persevere, there's another revelation of God. There are blessings coming to you because you persevered through it all. Job, oh, what a blessed man that he was. And I'm telling you, if you'll persevere, you also will be blessed. It wouldn't have happened if he didn't persevere. Persevere. Keep God first. Work hard. Serve the Lord. Do what you know to do. Do it with all your might all your heart, just keep living for God, stay in the word, continue in the word, keep praying, you pray without ceasing, you keep loving, you get hurt, well just quit loving. No, you keep loving, you just keep on loving, you persevere, you keep the faith, you just keep on believing, you just keep persevering because I'm telling you, there are blessings that come only through perseverance. All right, stand with me. We're going to pray.